Open Gangnam Style Gangnam Style Now introducing your host to the Triple Crown Dynasty Podcast Terry Frank and Kamish Biff Hey, sexy. Wait, I'm not Biffle. Uh, this is your other commissioner, Terry. And with me tonight is your fellow league mate, the 2020 Triple Crown Dynasty MLB champion, uh, Matt. Biffle thought it was uh, important to work tonight. Um, he was also dealing with some internet issues. Um, so he can't join us tonight. But uh, Matt, why don't you just uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little about yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm Matt. I'm from Pennsylvania originally. Uh, last, I'm a physical therapist the last four years. Been traveling the country. Uh, worked in New Jersey, South Carolina, Alaska twice, uh, Connecticut, Kansas, and now currently in Virginia with my wife, who's also a PT. Um, in the process of buying a house, we'll be closing here in about three weeks, give or take. Um, so kind of exciting stuff. Um, Joined this league, I think, I want to say last season, we had a, a season where things kind of fell apart at the end during the off season and whatnot, um, but decided to stick around for the long haul here because it seems like a pretty good group of guys that we got and the whole concept of the Triple Crown, I mean, it's awesome, honestly. I mean, already one one leg of the way there, um, but I've been playing fantasy for about, oh, maybe since two thousand eight um sophomore year of high school there um been getting to more dynasty leagues probably the last four or five years i'm actually in a 24 team dynasty which is pretty intense um so this is a little bit more mild compared to that but definitely uh th- this league i like a little bit better i'm not gonna lie well player availability would probably be yeah it's crazy about, in a 24 team no it definitely is um but i've done i mean we my Miners draft, I got Ozzy and Alex Bregman the first year and traded them and kind of built a pretty nasty team. I have Tatis in that league, Trout, um, Freeman, Bryant, LeMahieu, um, Yasmani Grandal in that league. Um, so the offense is stacked, but I got bounced in the first round, of course, having the best team in the regular season, still got bounced in the first round. That's how it happens. Um but yeah, uh, that's enough about me. So let's uh, start discussing the MB year in review here. Um, so you started one and three. I did. Uh, I yeah, somehow did. ended up being the champion. Yeah, I don't know how it happened, honestly. Um, the last week of the regular season, if I didn't win, I wasn't going to make the playoffs. Um, but I want to say. Um, going back here, I have to actually check. Just give me one second. Um, but I think I'd be, uh, of course, internet issues right now. It's not gonna, not gonna pull up here. Uh, maybe it is. So Lincoln dodging ducks. Um, that that was kind of an upset. 
It was actually. Um, he was projected to win that game, and I thought, okay, well, as always, next year. I mean, twenty twenty, screw it, it is what it is. Um, but snuck by him, and then had to play. I want to say, I mean, I don't know everybody's names, but I think it's Dan. I want to say, DT. DT. Yep, that's Dan. Um, don't know how I got past him. Um, <laughs> he was definitely the favorite in that as well, and then. Got to Lincoln again, um, did well there, and then Eric, and then we met up in the final. Yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, earlier, if you, you know, people have listened to the podcast, uh, you know, Brett Neff kind of praised Lincoln for Dodging Ducks team just because his his pitching staff is ridiculous. Oh, for sure. Um, it's It's kind of crazy, so. So, yeah, so, I mean, you got in, um, so we got to championship week. Um, so, you took first. So, you know, obviously it was uh, myself versus you. Um, it was a close matchup. I mean, I felt like it was back and forth throughout the week. I mean, I felt like there was times where you were up, I was up. Um, ended up, you, you know, beat me, you know, 417. Um, but you know, you had, uh, LeMahieu there, uh, with, uh, 50 points as, and really it wasn't the actually highest scoring individual player for the, uh, championship week, which was surprising. I thought that you would have the, you know, cause I, I actually had a picture, um, Sensatilla, um, with 54 points. But you had consistency with what you had. Um, you had eight 25-plus-point players started where I only had four. Yeah, that definitely definitely helped to my end. Um, and nobody in the league really knows this besides um, me and Dante. I actually almost had – so I got DJ LeMahieu from Dante um, back early in the season there. Um, traded away two prospects, Daniel Lynch and Brandon Marsh for – Mayhew and Renato Lopez, which definitely I won that trade so far, but I mean, there's plenty, plenty of time left for Lynch and Marsh to kind of develop there. Um, but I was just on the CBS app one day trying to just look at trades and whatnot and wasn't paying attention that we moved the deadline up with the shortened season and whatnot. So I saw, oh, I still have time to make a trade here. So I know Brett had the uh, trout trade initially at the beginning of the season that there's a big ordeal about that. So there was, there was. I figured, you know what, let's, I'm, the team looks decent. Let's make a push and try to go all in here. So Don, Dante and I had a deal in place for Trout. Um, but once I looked at the trade deadline, it already had passed. But I would have been trading away Springer in that deal. And he did have 31 points um, in the last week of the season, whereas Trout did some research, only had 12 and a half. So that would have almost made this tie. I would have won by 0. 0.5. Um, there was – other players in that mat, that trade as well so that could have kind of changed things but kind of glad I didn't make that trade to be quite honest <laughs> yeah so and, and I think that he was trying to uh Dante was just trying to uh kind of 
shore up his team just because he got stuck with this team that he had. So he was trying mm-hmm. to get some younger prospect, which is why he went for the trout trade originally. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, they had some issues with it. But the main, you know, the thing that I think, you know, a lot of people understand is he got stuck with that team. Yep. Um, so in his mind, he was trying to, he felt that there were prospects that had it together that would have had the trout trade went through been more beneficial for him No, Um, where other people, you know, so, and and I don't know if a lot of people dealt with like dealing with um, kind of these um, adopting a team before, but you know, there's consequences and you kind of have to like tread the line when you're trying to like build a team that potentially could, um, be effective in the future. So, but no, that uh, Lamehu trade kind of came out quite well for you. Um, yes, so far so good. I mean, he is a free agent this year, so we'll we'll see where he's uh, going to go here after the playoffs. That can make or break me, but I'll take it for this year. <laughs> but you got that. You got the championship. So yep. um, you got it. So usually, kind of, I feel about um, dynasty just because it's long term. You can get that win within the first couple of years. You're kind of like set for the next two, three, four years based off of how much you make from it. So you yep. can kind of be okay with uh, not doing as well, um, which you know you're you're good. So um, and and for myself, so yeah, so like you know I had uh, you know I only had four like twenty five plus players uh, since Sia with 54 points um my pitcher he you know he was actually a pickup um i actually picked him up up, off the waiver wire um no i didn't didn't realize that yeah yeah, i did yeah so that was a waiver but (laughs) a waiver wire pickup um but yeah so like my uh you know my hitters underperformed throughout the season i think that's kind of uh something with covid we kind of with that shortened season um I drafted based off of the fact that we'd have a normal season. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, if you follow baseball, you'll understand that some, you know, there are hitters and pitchers that do well over the longer stretch because yep. you have some regression and uh you have pitchers and hitters that do well in the short run, but towards the end of the run they start doing poorly. Uh, where a lot of the players that I drafted are good long-term. Um, they're more average towards the middle, but towards the end, they start performing better because of their longevity, um, if you would call it that. Um, yep. So, I, you know, in my, my mind, um, I didn't think I was going to make it to the second place. Yeah, I mean, um, your your schedule uh, definitely definitely helps you out there. <laughs> it did. My schedule was probably one of the – it wasn't the easiest. It was one of the easiest, probably one of the top three easiest schedules. Um, and I just like – I you know, I was talking to Brett, and I was like, hey, I'm just going to ride this. <laughs> um, and then when I played uh, – I played Brett in the semifinals, and uh, – he thought he was going to win and ended up, you know, ended up being an upset. And, you know, I got some uh, messages from him. 
I can only imagine what, what what they are there. But. Oh, oh, it's they they were very friendly, um, just because you know of our relationship. But uh, yeah, so you know it was an upset, and he was like, "Hey, you know, I moved on," and he was, I think he was rooting for me. Um, and it it looked like it was to be close, but you ended up, um, actually through. And I I think this is an important point to mention was that you won actually probably through a trade you're probably right honestly um yeah that Lemayhu trade I mean that kind of made my season huge to be quite honest I mean he I think he hit in the final week he hit four home runs um he had nine runs 10 RBIs I mean that's just unheard of production and Shortened, shortened season, anything going on and whatnot. I mean, the Yankees, yeah, they're still – they were pushing for seating and whatnot and real life there. So, I mean, that definitely helped that they were starting their players every day. Um, but you also – I mean, you lost Clevenger and Adam Eaton, which definitely – that you get a few more points and you're easily sitting there with the championship. So. True, yeah. And, I mean, we're, we're talking a 19-point difference. So, we're talking a – you know, you, you didn't have LeMahieu. Um Clevenger had actually played. Eaton had actually uh, played. I mean, it could be different. That's 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 fantasy. That's fantasy sports. You deal with the the human aspect of it, and I think that's one of the things that, like for me at least, took the longest for me to grasp was whether MLB, whether it NFL, um, the fact that like oh, there's like an actual human aspect to that. Like there's. Like there's people that like their bodies have issues and mm-hmm. now they can't play and yep. now i have to deal with the consequences because i play fantasy um <laughs> very good point so yeah point. definitely um so yeah so we had our you know we had the championship matchup but we also had a third place matchup um between uh biffle and eric there um and that was kind of a blowout um yeah it wasn't very close there unfortunately <laughs> it wasn't um yeah so i mean we had biffle like 84.5 with eric with 300.5 and it wasn't um i think eric had a low scoring week that week um definitely i mean biffle had lopez scoring uh 47.5 he had way more you know high scoring players Versus Eric uh, Plessic, only 32.5, et cetera. So, um, you know, and it's that we, we put that in place really for like, if you get knocked out of the championship matchup, you can still earn some money. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's the, that's a fair way to do it. And, and it's the same way that we've, you know, we kind of did with the uh, divisional matchup. So like, say, you know, and, this will actually really come into effect next year when we redivision, which we'll actually talk about later on. Um, but you, you get fifty dollars for winning your division, so it it doesn't matter if you have like a horrible team; you can still recoup like half of your buy-in. Yep, goes by winning your division helps tremendously. <laughs> and we have a shout out to Jim or uh, Sandlot Beast for the winning the consolation bracket, which is another way to recoup some money. Um, I didn't, you know, we didn't put who he won, but he had Aguilar with 33 points. He scored 351. 
um, which would have actually beat out Eric. That's a, place. a very, very fair point. And had more. Um, he had the same amount of uh, high-scoring players that I did as well. So um, when you we kind of looked at it like 25-plus points, looked at how many players they had. He had four, where Eric only had three, myself had four, and then everybody else actually had five-plus, with mm-hmm. Matt with eight-plus. 25 plus point players, um, which is why you're seeing him as your champion. Just um, <laughs> which, yeah, and you, like you said, you almost traded away. Uh, yeah, Springer. Um, I mean, he was obviously not the main, the main piece, um, but I mean. We had a deal lined up, like I said. I, mean, I think it was Springer. Um, he was going to take on Mitch Hanniger and kind of see what he does in the future here. And a lot of a lot of young prospects I was giving up in that deal. Um, but thank God for the uh, trade deadline already passing, because otherwise I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. <laughs> no, so you got to keep your youth and win the championship. So doesn't mean I'm so, still not open uh, to trade in for Trout uh, in the offseason here, Dante, so keep that in mind. <laughs> oh, he uh, apparently he will only listen to this on uh, Apple Podcasts, which took us a little while to get on Apple Podcasts, so he might listen to this tonight. We'll see. Or tomorrow <laughs> or the next day. So, um, so on the year, um, the regular season, we like that. Who scored the highest points, lowest points, and who had the most scored against them or less scored against them? Thankfully, I was not in any of these categories. Well, <laughs> I mean, I wish it would have been the highest scoring, but, you know, um, which is why, you know, we kind of thought there was an upset. So lowest score for the season, one of our last uh, interviewees, uh, Ryan Seawright, uh, Round Rock Ryanos, uh, scored 16-44 in the season. Lo- lowest score of the season um which it's not that he has a bad team and i i, th- I think it comes down again i think the shortened season screwed up everything i really do um he has a solid team and i would have liked to see how it would have played out had it been longer no he absolutely does i'm looking at his team right now i mean he's got merrifield i mean matt olson yelich Blackman, I mean, he's got, he's got pieces on that team. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I think between COVID, between the shortened season, I mean, we've had – there's been some upsets. So, I think next season will – it might be like a reality check for people. Mm-hmm. Um, they might like – you know, we go through a full season, they'll be like, oh, I thought my team was really good. <laughs> not as good as it was. Um, but we'll see. Again, it's, it's going to be one of those things. But highest scoring team – which got knocked out by Matt in the first round of the playoffs was Lincoln Dodging Ducks with 2,216 points. First round by Matt. Um, that was huge. Yeah, Lincoln's team is un- it's unreal. I mean, <laughs> and it sucks for me, honestly. I mean, being that I'm a Braves fan, going against Freddie Freeman, I know Lincoln got pretty, pretty pissed with Freddie there, um, but – Kind of watching, watching Freddie just rack up points. I mean, it kind of was a 
it was tough. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, his team from top to bottom is, it's complete. I mean, you got Bieber, um, who just ran out, going to run away at the AL Cy Young for sure. Um, Freeman, who should win NL MVP. I mean, just top to bottom, like a well-rounded team. Um, he's going to be in contention for a long, long time, the way he's set up here. And I'm just glad he did not get elevated to the gold division. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Um, so the um, the team that had the least points scored against them was uh, Chris or Griffey Jr.'s with uh, 1604.5. So the lowest scoring team could have beat the person that had the most points scored against them. Um, throughout the season, um, and then you actually had the most points scored against you, and still made it. Yeah, Brett. I think Brett. I think I beat Brett week one. I'm just going back checking the schedule here, but I know I got rocked um, one of the weeks. But I mean, again, being with in Lincoln's division and Brett's division, I mean, just. Both their teams are real solid. I mean, just it wasn't it wasn't fun playing against them, honestly. I, you know, I was actually talking crap to Brett about that because I was like, "Hey, you know, my division's like pretty chill, pretty." Because and and if people, you know, if you don't understand, like you play your division mates more than everybody else. Yep. You have two two matches per division, so like your per division mate and then you play everybody else um so if your division's harder which is why this division reshuffle is going to be such a big deal um like you've already played one of the toughest divisions i mean between like brett's teams great Lincoln's team's better yeah looking at the uh, schedule we do lincoln beat me 281 to 435 like that's insane <laughs> yeah it, you know brett's probably going to be upset that it said his uh team was was Lincoln's, but i'm okay <laughs> with that i you know maybe he'll uh we'll see a message that'd be great um once it's I just next year i mean now that we're all in the same division you myself and brett i mean i hope you guys just go back and forth and try to beat each other up and i can just slide into the playoffs that's that's the plan for next year <laughs> oh but... that's a hope i mean it, you know it might happen because you know you know, Brett and I grew another league um, and just our friendship, everybody competitive against each other. So, I mean, you might, you might luck out and then be like, hey, I'm just going to slip in here and uh, slip past uh, Brett Terry. But, you know, welcome to the division. Uh, we'll break down the division soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, solid team. To uh, add to the gold league there, gold nope, division. Sure. Um, so the next thing we're gonna go through is uh, I, I thought we'd go through like the top um, top base players. So uh, the top hitters, the top uh, SP, the top uh, relief pitchers, um, and then kind of just so you can kind of see it's. You would think that it'd be uh, kind of grouped by team, but it's really not. Um, it's, it's not that bad, actually. So Dodging Duck had the uh, 
high-scoring players, um, Freddie Freeman. With, uh, who, he, who he hates, by the way, but... <laughs> he does, because... And that's the problem with fantasy. So, like, you could have the highest-scoring player in the team, and then they turn around and have a bad game at the wrong time, and you lose the first round of your playoffs, right? Yep, but Lincoln, I will gladly trade you for Freddie Freeman whenever I'll offer whatever whatever you want, basically. <laughs> um, and the second highest scoring player, second highest scoring hitter, um, was uh, Jose Ramirez. Um, my team, uh, 24 point, uh, 247.5 points. Um, Dan actually had two of the highest scoring players, um, Ozuna, and uh, I, I added the designated hitter in here. Um, I know that's kind of uh, controversial because MLB has like gone back and forth to try to figure out if they should have a an official designated hitter versus not having one. Uh, but I threw it in here. Uh, so Nelson Cruz um, and Ozuna. Um, so. Uh, Mexican Southpaws, um, actually, I'm in the reserves with him, and he's here this week with me. Um, I give him crap because he has actually one of the oldest teams <laughs> in both our LLB and uh, NFL leagues. Um, and uh, I mean, obviously, but not we have his Turner, um, and Liam Hendricks, which is a really good pitcher. But he has a really old team, so I give him crap. But he's like, you know, he's like, I didn't perform too bad. And I was like, well, you know, (laughs) 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 you didn't make playoffs. (laughs) But, you know, he's still made. Like, he he still has solid players. Um, I mean, mean, he has Bauer. I mean, Bauer's still young and going to win probably the LSI young there. I mean, Corbin. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, Bumgarner. Lester definitely getting up there in age. Um, he he and, and he tends to like, which actually he was he's planning on listening to this, but uh, yeah, so like he um likes to draft older, even in dynasty leagues. Um, so give a little bit of crap about that, but hey, you know, who knows next year he might end up uh usurping uh Matt as our second uh. MLB champion. Um, Very so well he good. Um, so you had the uh, high scoring relief pitcher or uh, right field relief pitcher. What? No, that was Mexican softballs. Um, so you had the highest uh, right field um, with uh, Betts with 230 points. Dante Trout with 218. We were hoping to still attain. Yeah, absolutely. Trade talk. I'm always open to talk trades, so. Yeah, I, I think I'm a little bitter about uh, the reshuffle of our leagues. I had Trout last year. You were a part of a league. Um, so I had Trout um, before we redrafted. Um, I was a little bitter about losing the team I had. Um, but um, so Ron Rockados, he had uh, Merrifield, second baseman, 195. And Biffle, who 
there there's certain positions within each sport. So I feel like in in, in the NFL, the tight end position is one of those like difference makers. Because most tight ends are either, you know, they're they're kind of like touchdown dependent because can they tend to be blockers, etc. In baseball, the catcher division the catcher position tends to be kind of like that differential. And Bevel had the best catcher, which I think By far. held him to where he was. Um, yeah. We'll just leave it there. I'm not even going to acknowledge. <laughs> not even going to acknowledge that. And Brett's, he'll be upset about that. Which is fine. Um, so we just put for the pitchers, we just put the top uh, starting pitcher and the top relief pitcher. So like I said, Hendricks for Mexico Southpaws, Kenny. He had uh, the best relief pitcher at 186.5. And then obviously Lincoln has one one of the top pitchers, but he also has like a entire his pitchers in general were um, phenomenal. Um, he had Shane Bieber with 29.2, but his just entire squad was just ridiculous. It was uh, we I I just I I thought I was sure that Lincoln was going to win the league. I think every I think a lot of people were in that same same train of thought there for sure. <laughs> but so we have league payouts. Um they haven't happened yet. Um so I messaged Brett. Um so shortly it should be happening soon. Um he messaged me and said he was gonna plan on going in and changing the divisions to what they're supposed to be. Um, but also doing the payouts from like safe. Um, he's been a little uh, preoccupied with moving into a house like you have been. Um, yep. He's living in the middle of a desert, which is why we haven't had a podcast for a while. Um, <laughs> and has been trying to get internet. So it just recently happened, um, but tonight he ended up having to work um, so he can join us. So, so league payouts. Okay, so we have Matt. He gets uh, Solid four hundred dollars, um, so that'll uh, kind of help cushion the next couple of years if he has any issues with uh, players not performing as well as they could be. Um, well, NFL and soccer. I mean, I I don't have a shot in either <laughs> the league, so that's that's what I'm going to use it for to kind of kind of kind of pay for those two things for the next two years. <laughs> well, that's how I do. It. That's that's uh, with uh, my wife and I. We that's we usually take and. Uh, Five winnings. I deduct my my buy-in from that league, and then from there, that's my my play money. So, so I got second place, but I also was a divisional winner winner and got two hundred fifty dollars. Uh, Brett got a hundred for third. Um, Dan a hundred fifty because he had the best regular season record and division winner. Um, Lincoln fifty, which just doesn't seem right. Um, Chris another 50 and Jim 50 for the consolation record Um, so as we've kind of talked about before so we're doing things a little differently Um, sometimes you know usually based off regular season record 
you reverse it, and you get your next season's record. Um, so Brett and I thought, like, you know, we've, we've been in a uh, league before, so we thought, hey, you know, sometimes people just tank. They just tank because that's they, – they want that 12 slot that, or the first pick. Um, so this way it kind of prevents people from like, well, just because I tank doesn't mean I'm going to have that 1-1 one, one next year in the draft order. So we're doing a the draft, the draft pick lottery, um, which will give uh, Andres uh, 40%. So what happens is, so like for that first pick, so like there's, there's going to be a lottery. So you'll have four out of the 10 entries will be, they'll pretty much draw. Okay, cool. You have the one, one, you have the one, two, three, four, and then we'll go down to the next tier is one, five, and then you'll go down. And then Matt and I, because we made the championship, will automatically have 11 and 12 which isn't always horrible. Um, nope. sometimes, sometimes you will get lucky. Um, I've had that before where, like, you just get that that late-round pick, and then next thing you know, that person is a star. And, That's very true. and to clarify, um, it's, not, it's not a snake draft here for this draft. It'll be kind of resetting. Is that how we're doing that? I believe it should be a – at least how we've done it in the past is it's a normal draft and then it'll reset. So like one, one, and you're not going to draft at the one you'll have to wait. Yep. No, that's 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 how we do it. And a lot of people don't like that because it's kind of contrary to how fantasy always usually does a snake draft, Um, which in my opinion, not, I don't necessarily agree with the snake draft. I don't know how you feel about it, Matt. Um, yeah, I mean, snake drafts. I mean, for for fantasy purposes, I mean, each each other draft has a has a has their place. Um, yeah. But for something like this, I mean, being as the dynasty league, and we already have our teams. This is kind of more just for the rookies and whatnot. I mean, I think snake draft doesn't really. It's not really fair here. I mean. Give the guys who finish a little bit less better chance for better players. Keep uh, more parity here, so everybody stays in it for the long haul. No, yeah, so no, I'm with you, um, and uh, I think that's that's why we do it in other leagues too, um, just because of the fact that yeah, you 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 don't you want to give an advantage to the team that has to know as well. We also want to give them such an advantage that. Somehow now the league is entire flipped upside down. And now you're just like going back and forth throughout the years, depending on what's available to draft. So. Nope, for sure. But so, yeah, so we have uh, divisional realignments, um, as we talked about before. So we have Matt, uh, myself, and Brett all one. Um, We'll see how that goes with a full season. Um, Should be fun. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Uh, we'll have the, C- the Silver League with uh, Eric, Dan, and Lincoln. Um, honestly, I'm going to call Lincoln as the winner of that one. I don't want to down Dan or Eric, but Lincoln just 
I feel like he should have had it been a full season. I think he might have won the league. I'm just glad I'm not in that division, honestly. I mean, I I'm, am entirely with you. That team are very, very good, but I'm done with dealing with Lincoln for a year. Thank goodness. Agreed. Um, so then we have Chris, uh, Ken, and Jim in the Bronze League. And then in the Dust League, I think Ryan's going to have it. There's Dante, Andres, and Ryan. Team in- between. Dante and Ryan, I think there might be uh, a close matchup, but we'll see. Um, we have a lot, lot could happen from now till then. <laughs> it could. Um, so yeah, so um, so we still have as a kind of an announcement. Um, we still have uh, four payments due. If you're in Premier League and you're still listening, uh, we still have four payments due. Um, let's get those in. Um, just so we don't have to deal with the money aspect and having people be upset because things aren't paid in. Must be. Um, but Matt, I feel like uh, maybe we should just uh, replace Brett with you um, for the podcast. I mean, I mean, I'm happy to come on as a guest in the future. But I mean, you and Brett. I mean, you guys have a good, a good uh, chemistry there. I mean, this is my first time doing this. You can tell by the nervousness a little bit in my voice and whatnot but um no it's definitely been fun i appreciate you having me on and let me do this here with you no no i mean uh really appreciated you um uh we're uh we're glad you're a part of the league we're glad that everybody's really a part of the league just because um you know we we try to do this we try to get other people on here i mean if you want to be interviewed if you're interested in and coming on talking about yourself a little bit kind of like sharing your insight um we would love that just because we want people to have you know a rapport relationship so like when you're trading with somebody you're not trading with the random stranger like yep. hey i can screw this guy over right you're trading with a guy like hey i talked to this guy he's actually real he's a legit guy <laughs> um you know i kind of feel bad of, you know you you feel more bad you know you feel bad about like trying to like screw over somebody you actually know right Yep. No, for this sure. person I've talked to him, I have this before. Um, that's where we're trying to kind of build the league. This kind of uh, cross-continental um, relationship. These people that can um, get to know each other and kind of have uh, enjoy life through fantasy sports. Yep. And then from there, you know, you get to know each other, talk to each other. Um, it'd be great. But. Uh, no, uh, thank you for coming on, Matt. Really enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Um, so I hope everybody has a uh, great night, and I'll see you later.